Welcome to the GARCast with Cindy Bear, partner with GAR Associates, now celebrating 60 years of providing local governments with unparalleled real estate appraisal consulting. Cindy has been supporting towns and cities across New York State for more than 30 years. The GARCast provides New York property owners with important information about the real property assessment process. And now, here's Cindy. Welcome to a podcast. We're talking today with City Assessor Barbara Roberts from the City of Corning. Um, Barb, you've been the assessor for three years. And before that, you owned your own real estate brokerage firm. So you've quite an extensive real estate background. So today we're going to talk about the um, the uh, reassessment project going on in the city of Corning and some important dates for property owners to remember and, and some information that's going to be critical coming in the next few weeks. The city of Corning conducted a citywide reassessment project in 2014, and they remained at 100% full market value through 2018. The city adopted a resolution in 2022, is that correct, Barb, to move ahead with an update? Correct. And by implementing this it, for 23, the property owners will receive fair and equitable distribution of the tax burden. If the property assessments aren't maintained, sometimes you can get discrepancies and inequities. And I think that's was you know very prudent. Now, this isn't new to the city of Corning. Obviously, they've they've done projects over the years and kept equity throughout the city. So Longtime residents are familiar with the process, but by creating these full value assessments, you know, exemptions will be maxed out and it'll be, um, you know, back to full value again. Um, and adjusting assessments, you, as you know, Barb, doesn't mean that property taxes are going to go up, you know, in relationship to that increase. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, what is the current equalization rate in the city? For 2022, it was 86%. That means basically for our for our listeners that if your house was assessed at $100,000, the full market estimate would be $116,000. So, you know, it's a, equalization rates are always complicated. Can you just give our listeners a little background on the equalization rate and, and you know, what it's used for, why it even exists? Sure. It exists because in New York, every taxing village, city, and town taxes separately. And uh, so as a result, the state is charged with, with making sure that the way properties are assessed matches market value. Because we don't, we don't assess as a state, each taxing entity is at a different relationship between assessed values and market values. As a result, we have something called an equalization rate that says, this is the relationship between the assessed values in your your municipality and market values in your municipality. That's an excellent way of, of describing it. And I think property owners sometimes think that, well, just convert the 86 to 100 and everything will be equitable. You don't have to go through this laborious process. However, as you know, not every property increases or decreases at the same rate. So applying just a flat percentage to everyone wouldn't be fair because some people would still be over-assessed or under-assessed. And um, would yeah. you agree with that? I would totally agree with that. So right now, what is the senior star exemption worth with that 86%? New York State determines a reduction in assessment that applies to the whole state if you qualify for an enhanced star. 
And that number for 2022 was $74,900. Because we're not all at 100% equalization rate, meaning every municipality is not assessed at market value, the value of that exemption is reduced based on your municipality's equalization rate. So people receiving a reduction in their assessment because they qualify for enhanced star in the city of Corning do not get a reduction of $74,900. Their assessments are only reduced by $67,410 because that is 86% of $74,900. So by not being at 100% equalization rate, homeowners who qualify for the enhanced STAR benefit do not get the full benefit that is offered by the state of New York. And I think that that's a critical point. And um, I, I commend the city leadership to move forward because you want to make sure that that's being, being maximized for everyone. And um, and cities done that, you know, consistently over the years to make sure that assessments are, are brought to full value. And those will go up after the um, the new values come out. There's a myth and misunderstanding with a lot of people that, you know, oh, we're reassessing the whole city our taxes are going to go up. Can you kind of explain how that doesn't happen to everyone? So taxes are determined by several factors that are established independently. Municipalities independently and school districts and counties independently determine how much money they need to raise in order to provide the services that the municipality provides. That piece is done independently of my job, which is to to do my best to keep assessments at market value. It's the relationship between that levy, how much the city needs to raise, and the sum of all the assessments that determine a uniform rate that's applied to everyone's assessment for calculating their taxes. If market values are skewed, meaning some properties are assessed higher than market value and some lower, then we have an unfair distribution of the tax burden. So as markets change and markets change, that's the way markets are, whether it's a stock market, a housing market, whatever the market might be, markets in a free market system are determined by buyers and sellers. That's how a market, and so it's ever changing. And since the market is ever changing, that will reshuffle how the taxes are distributed within the municipality. Some go up, some go down, based on how markets go up and down and how they go up and down in different sectors. You know, residential properties may increase while office buildings may decrease in market value. So that's what I monitor and adjust to maintain a fair assessment role that as best as we can reflects market value of each property. A lot of times folks feel that um, my assessment's going to go up. Well, how come my taxes didn't go up in the same relationship? And and I think what's important is there's one budget, there's one levy. And whether you change an assessment citywide or not, that still has to be collected. So there's only right. one assessor, one budget and levy. And when the 
whole value of the city goes up, that rate comes down, you know, whatever, obviously, the, you know, the city has to, to right. create a fair and balanced budget. But so there's only one rate. So you can have a situation where your assessment goes up and you might see, you know, a reduction or no change in your taxes. And that's particularly, um, you know, relevant right now, because as I think m- many people know, values have increased dramatically over the last four or five years. So when we total up all of our assessments, what that looks like today at full market value is much higher than it was four years ago. The budget, although it may have increased a little bit, has not increased that much. When you have that bigger pool of assessed value being divided up among a fairly stable budget or levy, that will cause the uniform rate to come down. And that may or may not reduce your taxes. If you are were already a little overassessed, it probably will. If you were underassessed, it probably won't. You don't know until that all shakes out. So obviously, Barb, you know, you mentioned um, that, you know, the real estate market the past four years has been very strong. And, uh, you know, as property owners have experienced some tremendous increases in the value of their properties, which is a great thing in, in, in preserving your investment. How do you answer a property owner that says this market isn't real and it isn't normal and, you know, you shouldn't be using these numbers because, you know, things are going to go back, they're going to go back down to what we're used to. How do you answer a property owner to that? Right. I can certainly understand that because our, our prices have been very stable, you know, for a very long time. That it just has not been the case in the last four years. I think this is primarily, um, a lot of it is pandemic driven. I think people are making different decisions about where they live. You could call us undervalued here. I mean, our value is our value, but in relation to the rest of the country, where the average selling price of a property is $340,000, ours is $150,000. And it's beautiful here and it's uh, easy to get around and, um, you know, as long as you're not interested in having lots of nightlife and shopping and all those things, it's a really nice place to live. So when you look at making a change, this is a community that that people would gravitate, might gravitate to. And we have nothing here that uh, creates a lot of volatility in our in our housing market. So my sense is that this price rise is going to remain with us for some time. I couldn't agree more. And when I talk to real estate professionals, they always say that, you know, upstate New York kind of rises and levels off where other parts of the country, they rise and they fall like they have dramatic swings in their values, as we saw in 08. But in 08, upstate New York didn't see those dramatic decreases that a Phoenix did or a a San Francisco did or, you know, a Miami. So I think what happens in New York is that they rise and then they just kind of sit there once it levels off, like I believe we're going to start seeing, and but we don't see those dramatic decreases. I think in places like San Francisco, they do over time rise, but they go up and down and then they go up and then down, not all the way back and then up and then down, not okay. all. We do right. sort of more of a steady 
you know, we, we, we climb and plateau and we climb and plateau. So let's talk about the, the, the important dates and, and kind of uh, milestones in this reassessment update project. The project began in late summer of 22 and um, the city sent out a postcard mailing to all the residential property owners asking them to review their property inventory and let you know if, you know, there were any discrepancies. How did that process go? It went very well. Well, we gave uh, homeowners a lot of options uh, as far as how to get the information to us. They took advantage of all of them. We probably got about a 15% return on our residential properties, which was terrific. Really helped us to clean up our inventory, uh, uh, to make sure that the, the, the data that we're using to establish market price is accurate. So uh, that went very well. You also sent out a commercial property inventory and expense request. Um, that information, explain a little bit about what that information entails. Sure. So, you know, for a residential property, we pretty much use a, a sales comparison approach to determine market value. We look at like properties, what they sold for, and that's how we do our best to extrapolate market value. With a commercial property, we use an income method to establish values. So by providing us with income and expense, um, and we also use sales data, of course, but having that income and expense information and having accurate counts of how many units are in your multifamily building or in your apartment house or in your attached row building with retail on the main floor, having that accurate inventory really helps us to do the best job we can. That's terrific. So we talked a little bit about the valuation process and the difference in valuing commercial and residential. The new assessments are going to be mailed at the end of January. Property owners should start receiving them somewhere around February 1st, depending on the postal service. They'll be getting to their mailboxes around that time. That is correct? Yes, that's right. There'll be information in that mailing about the new assessment, where property owners can go to get more information, how to file an informal review, um, there's a phone number, I know, a, a toll-free phone number that they'll be able to call with any questions or concerns uh, they have uh, regarding their new assessment. And then we move into the informal review process that'll run between approximately February 6th through March 6th. And we'll talk about that process in depth in a little bit. Once that process is, is over, the decision notices will be mailed around April 1st. If there was a change determined at that informal You'll move on to grievance. I believe it's May 2nd this year. Is that correct? That's right. And then the final roll will be June 1st of 2023. These new assessments will go into place with the school taxes in September. Is that correct? They start with the city taxes in July. Oh, so, city taxes. Okay. Right. City taxes. So that the new assessments will be applied first to the city taxes in July, then to the October taxes in uh, for school and okay. uh, January of 24 for county. So let's talk a little bit about now that, that informal review process. And, and if the property owner doesn't believe their, their property could sell for that new full value assessment and they want to challenge that, you know, what are they to do? Well, as you had mentioned that the, uh, the information that they're going to receive in, uh, in early February will include how to file an informal review. They need to follow those instructions and provide us with the information. Let me just say that I have an open door policy. So we have an informal review period from Feb 6 to March 6th uh, approximately. 
homeowners and uh, property owners are welcome to have an informal review with me in my office anytime up until the final roll. Then I can't do anything till the next year. To come to this informal review process in February, March, it's really important to follow the instructions on the form to bring the information that we need to make a determination based on your opinion of your property's value. Make a phone call, make an appointment. I think we'll do them either by phone or in person, whatever is most appropriate or what, whatever the homeowner or property owner would like. Bottom line is we want to reach a figure that everybody's comfortable with. I agree. You know, we've been doing this for a, a number of years. And um, the one thing we found out during COVID, um, when we did a lot of projects during the COVID project process, pandemic, we had to do them virtually. We had to do them by phone. You know, obviously we couldn't be in the same room. A lot of our clients have maintained that because it's more convenient. You don't have to, you know, take time off of work or, you know, out of your personal life. And I think property owners need to understand too, at the informal review, no decision is made because we have to go back, you, your staff has to go back, we have to look, do some more research. So the, it isn't an instant decision um, and more work has to be done. So uh, I think offering you know, other alternatives is, is helpful to each property owner. I think a couple of things you know, people should keep in mind about the informal review processes and I, I, you can elaborate on this, you know, if you have repairs that are needed in your home or interior conditions that you think might affect the value, those are, those are wonderful. This is a wonderful opportunity to talk about those with you. Or if it's a recent sale, very recent sale that, you know, we didn't maybe have when we processed the values, um, that's important information to bring forward. So I think people just have to sit back and say, if, could I sell my property for this price. And I, I hear from property owners all the time, well, I don't, I'm not interested in selling my property. I don't really care. <laughs> but if you had to sell it, if you did put it on the market and, and the city has wonderful information available, all the sales that have, that, you know, are up through the website, through the search program. So I think there's the opportunity to, to do a little research and sure. look what's I'm, going on in the market. I am charged with assigning each property with a market value. Whether you're going to sell it or not, that is what we are mandated to do in establishing value. You know, if you own uh, if you own a stock, whether you're going to sell it or not, it has a value. It's the same with your house and that's that's the methodology we use to fairly distribute the tax burden. So market value is what's in play. Do folks need to get a formal appraisal for this process? No. Can they? Sure. But they do not have to. If we get to a point where we just can't, you know, reach a decision together, that is an option. And I think what's important in a reassessment year, an update year, is that you have this additional, I mean, you offer an informal in your office anytime, but they should take this opportunity. They always can go to the formal grievance process if they choose. To, to go on, but they should take this informal step if they, you know, if they choose to. Sure. It, it just, um, you know, it, it's, it, we're reassessing the whole city. So we anticipate there will be um, an increased volume of, of people who uh, may want to challenge the number that we come up with. So by you using that month of informal, we can really kind of spread it, spread out that load and make it easier for everybody. 
Any final thoughts for your residents and then property owners in the city about you know the project, your office that you'd like to share with them? You know, I, I think the most important thing for me to share is that you know, I see us as partners. You know, we're, we're all here to maintain a community that we all love to live in and to be in. And I am here to, to listen and to work with property owners anytime. My office is here, it's available. And as far as this particular process goes, I'm confident that uh, we will uh, work together to achieve a market level uh, assessment 100% equalization and have a fair and equitable distribution of the tax burden. Uh, one last point I want to make for the listeners is also New York State Office of Real Property Tax Services monitors these, these types of projects and they've been involved throughout the process. So we get asked a lot by residents, well, is anybody auditing this? <laughs> so they, they have to make sure we're following procedures, we're doing everything um, according to the law, they, uh, they test the role, they, you know, are, are really, you know, an integral part of this process. So there is, you know, an oversight from that aspect that I think folks need to realize. Right. We don't just pick our equalization rate. The state confirms that our assessed values represent 100% of market value. And we're incentivized to do that because it offers the best exemption relief for property owners, and it offers the most fair distribution of the tax burden. So yes, the state of New York oversees the process and verifies that the values that we've come up with put us at 100% equalization. Barbara Roberts, city assessor in the city of Coronary, thank you for being here today and um, for participating in this podcast. And um, we look forward to the next step. Thank you, Cindy. You've been listening to the GARcast with Cindy Bear of GAR Associates, committed to a level of performance that enables our clients to meet the needs of their clients. For more information, visit garappraisal.com. That's garappraisal.com. And join Cindy Bear for the next edition of the GARcast.